control. I am the promise and I am the call. I am the prayer from under the shawl. I am the eye in the midst of the pyramid. Mind of millennials riddled by Ritalin. I am religion as practiced by primitive city. Remembering God as a memory. I am the blind and now can see. I am the slave that's been set free. I've held devils that once held me. I am you and I am me. And now I hold the mystery. The secrecy of frequency. Ascending upon Calvary. That's how I make my Magic is Real listeners. I'm Shannon, and you're listening to Magic is Real, as you know. This is a podcast where we talk about spiritually transformative experiences, near-death experiences, share-death experiences, lots of different topics. And today I have with me Truth Sika, and I'm so excited to have him here. Uh, Truth Sika is a hip-hop artist. He is a podcast host. His podcast is called The Truth Seeker Podcast, and you should check it out. I listen to it. It's fantastic. And what I uh, am super interested in is that Truth Seeker is a Christian mystic. So I know there's more. I'm going to have him tell his own story. But first, I just want to welcome you and thank you so much for being here and for bringing your energy to this show and to the listeners. Uh, yes, yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. It means the world. Thank you. Such a pleasure. I found out about you through Instagram, my favorite place, as much as I hate to admit it. Um, you just have, you, I've, I've watched so many of your videos and you just have such a beautiful, uh, just this beautiful heart-centered uh, spiritual approach to life, but also it goes so much deeper than that. And so I would love to hear your story because I know that not only do you have a very successful podcast, um, and I also know that you're, you know a lot about spirituality, Christianity, uh, the supernatural, the paranormal, all sorts of things. And so I know we could talk for hours about any one of those things. But today I really would like to start by hearing about your past because you come from a very interesting past in terms of having come from a place of the, studying the occult and now you are, I, I'd like you to say it in your own words, because I hate to put words in your mouth, but can mm -hmm. you kind of tell me about that transformation? And as far back as you're comfortable going, I'd love to hear about who you were when you were just a little nugget and then mm. how it, how you came to this path. Yeah, it definitely starts there. Um, you know, I, if you listen to my stuff. I always say it. I trace a lot of it back to having an encounter, waking up when I was four years old with shadow beings in my room and pinning me down to the bed. And I just remember that experience like it was yesterday. I don't have many memories of those days, but I remember that. And it stuck with me. It uh, shaped um, the questions I asked, the movies we rented as uh, teenagers and um, having sleepovers and telling ghost stories. And I would try to find ways to weave that story in. Has anybody ever woke up in the middle of the night with a a little man in your room or something on top of you, a shadow, and you'd hear different stories. You know, you hear stuff, uh, uh, my cousins would say, yeah, my dad had it happen to him. And yeah, I had a, a little man with a top hat come through the door. So it would build that interest, like, hey, there's something there. So uh, it, it built the, the interest to, into the paranormal and to the supernatural. And that kind of just one thing leading to another over the years, getting into witchcraft you know, of, of just uh, asking questions and knowing that some of that something's real. Um, so I 
got into some of the, the darker stuff just really early on as a teenager, adolescence, and um, ended up going to a prayer meeting, uh, living with um, my mom's boyfriend. And he had a son who was a minister and he'd always invite me to church and prayer meetings. I never wanted to go. Um, and he'd always ask me, keep on and on. And he asked me to go to church, said, no. He said, you want to go to a prayer meeting? I said, no, don't want to go to a prayer meeting at somebody's house or whatever. He said, well, I think you want to come to this one. There's going to be a prophet there. I was like, well, what's, what's that? What's a prophet? He said, well, prophet is like a Christian psychic. And I was like, oh, that sounds, that sounds cool for sure. So I ended up going to this prayer meeting in 1998 and uh just remember going there and and sitting in this living room with all these people there at, at an apartment and um they had beautiful like worship music on and it was just like singing praises to god and had their eyes closed and their hands lifted and they were like in a different realm like they weren't there like i'm sitting in the living room with everybody just having conversation the music cuts on and they're gone and it hears me just kind of me and my cousin was awkward or whatever, you know, but they were in this peaceful place, you know, they were crying and there was just bliss and joy in the atmosphere. I could feel it. Uh, somebody came and sat on the couch next to me, asked me if I wanted to uh, ask Jesus to forgive me of my sins. And I was like, yeah, I don't want him not to forgive me. I said, well, just pray with me then if you mean it. And he like led me on this prayer of uh, acknowledging Christ and what he did on the cross. And uh, I meant it. And when I prayed it, I felt this intense fire come upon me and I started shaking uncontrollably and burning up. My body started getting really hot and I was just weeping and crying and crying. And this energy was just like all over me. It's just euphoria, beautiful bliss. And um, I felt like it was burning out every bad thing I'd ever done, every bad thing I've ever thought, thought about or the things I was ashamed of, like it erased it instantly. And it was just most beautiful experience. So that was in 98. It only lasted a couple of months because I was new to that city and I didn't know anybody except the Christians that were hanging out with me, going to church. That's all, all I did. And then got into school. When I, when school started back over the, uh, after the summer, then I met all the hippies and stoner people and fell back into my old ways slowly but surely ended up going deeper into the occult now that I knew that something on the dark side is real and something on the light side is real right um so going deeper into that met a warlock and um who was like the real deal who could summon spirits and 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 they would show up and you could see them like shadow beings and all of that kind of stuff and ended up getting in over my head at 15 doing uh, seance rituals and opening up portals, trying to connect with really any spirit that would come and say hello. Uh, so doing all of them and then none of them worked until they all worked. And some kind of a portal opened up in my mind and my home and they would pull me in and out of these trances at will that I couldn't, I didn't have any control over it. I couldn't turn it off or on. I couldn't breathe when it happened. And I would like go to this realm and see colors and shapes and symbols and faces and they're all talking to me at once foreign languages it was zero to a hundred there was no gradual it was like mid-conversation in a portal i'm tears are rolling on my face i'm i'm not moving i'm not breathing and i turn pale and then all of a sudden i catch my breath i don't know how long a minute 30 seconds i have no idea how long it was um but it kept happening and i couldn't stop it and it started to intensify and 
they started messing with my my mind and playing tricks on me and hearing noises in, in, in the home at night and seeing shadows run past the TV while watching television and started going schizophrenic, hearing voices, couldn't look people in the eyes because again, that psychic sense was all the way up. I looked at people, I know where they were from, I knew their family, I knew they were looking at me, judging me, I knew everything in public and it was too much to bear. I couldn't look anybody in the eye, I was had to look down and go to uh, get fast food with my girlfriend at the time and I have to whisper in her ear just because of the shame and the confusion and the chaos that was in my head. It was rock bottom, you know? So that's where I um, called out to God, I remembered that peace and that bliss that I had a few years before that it was there and I was, I needed it. I needed, it. I was coughing up blood. My health was going downhill. I was just an open, I was a Ouija board. I was a walking Ouija board for these spirits to do whatever they wanted to do. And it was torment. They like to play with your mind. And I mean, it's not smart to say, Hey, whatever spirits in here, come say hello. I, I just want to see you. But like, you see something. All right. And I, I bit off more than I can chew called every church in the phone book about 15 of them one church called me back i left frantic messages hey i think i got demons can you help me can you help me you know and one guy came to the house and prayed with us and um my girlfriend prayed with me that night woke up and i threw everything away like all of the altar stuff music paraphernalia anything that represented that whatever we could salvage we pawned at the pawn shop or sold a bunch of books back to the um uh witchcraft store so that we could buy bibles and buy clothes to go to church and stuff but that was september 7th of 2000 that i made that decision and rededicated my life back to the light of christ and been on on, in, on that journey ever since thank you so much for sharing that my question is do you identify as a psychic medium um I don't, I don't, I don't introduce myself as that, but, but, but do you, I, I, do, I, I resonate with it for you sure. Resonate yeah. With it. yeah mm -hmm. I guess that's my question because yeah. when you talk about being young and seeing these entities, yeah. I, I just got a chill. Um, I, it, to me, that signifies that you are, you're a natural born medium. So, um, and they, I would, I would imagine just from my own knowledge, I could be wrong that these were actually simply spirits trying to communicate but when you're a child and you don't know what that is and they may have been darker entities i don't know you only you feel that but as you i'm i'm getting big chills it's funny whenever i'm with another person whose spiritual spirit comes in from oh, yeah. really strongly yeah, yeah. and you have ex your energy is like powerful which is why i love you um uh but that's why i'm like stammering and i'm i'm distracted but i apologize for that so uh yeah to me that that means that you were able to see through the veil from a very young age and then by i think a lot of people can do the ouija board and all the stuff and maybe not really experience much although i've never tried it except when i was a kid and i think it sounds to me like you are just so open spiritually that all of the whole uh, the whole clown car came out. Uh, do you yeah. did, do you think that's you think that's kind of the? Uh, yeah. Is there truth to that? Yeah, hundred percent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'm still learning every day and stepping into that um, every day. There's yeah. levels to it for sure, you know. And I'm I'm um, 38 and um, still just getting started, just figuring, you know, because you you know you get to a place where you got everything figured out, 
Yeah. And then you can go there for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, some people their whole life, they, they go to their grave thinking they got life figured out, but I'm a student, you know, and I'm apt and open to learn. And once I, um, I've always been a student, but thought I had it figured out in the moment that I was like, you know what? I don't know. I, they showed up again to teach me and take me further. And, um, and I'm just now the last couple of months, last couple of days, last couple of weeks, stepping into some really interesting times in my life. And I think, I think everyone is, to be mm -hmm. honest with you. I think the, the collective is for sure, but it's things yeah. are getting interesting for sure. I feel that for sure. I also, what I really appreciate is I'm non-denominational. I'm, I consider myself a spiritualist. However, I have learned from my own spiritual awakening. I used to be so afraid of Christianity. Mm -hmm. I felt like it was, again, I come from, I'm older than you, but it's there. it was a different kind of a feeling when I was growing up where it felt very much like you have to choose this or this. You either have to choose, either you, you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior or, or you go to hell or whatever. Uh, fortunately, I think that Christianity and lots of other religions have been modernized and there are more and more people that are saying, you know, I can be gay and I can be a Christian, for example. Um, but what I really appreciate about your message is that there doesn't have to be a divide that spirituality originates from God, you know, that, that, yeah. and you talk about this a lot and I'd love to hear your take wherever you want. You can kind of just riff on it, but the Bible and what the Bible says about mysticism, because as a medium, I get, I'm not so famous that I get a lot of flack, but when I do from a stranger, it's always some Christian who, who thinks that I'm, uh, it's, it's against God or it's just somebody who doesn't believe, you know, it's, it's mm -hmm. somebody who doesn't believe. So I know a lot of people are fearful about, well, I'm Christian or the, or they're simply kind about it, but they're just like, I don't know if that's really yeah. something that I can get <laughs> into because sure. I'm a Christian. So I'd love to hear your thoughts about that. Yeah. I mean, you know, hearing stories like I just shared, I mean, you got to be cautious. So you can't really fault people for being cautious because they, I go to churches and speak on that story and, and we, and the fear stuff sells. I'm just be honest yeah. with you. It sells more than love and light. It really does. If I can yeah. shock you and scare you, uh, that's why we watch the news. Yeah. And that's why mm -hmm. the news uh, uh, sells us fear. And we're buying and we're paying with our BAT, basic attention tokens. We're, we're giving them our attention. And that is worship. That is honor, right? Whatever you pay attention to shows itself to you. So um, the fear thing is that, and, and I, was, I was on that gamut and, and but yeah, you, you got to respect that, that realm, right? So yeah, you should be afraid. Be very afraid for sure. Mm -hmm. um, the, every, but the, the, the trickery is that, what they do is not magic, it's right. not a craft. And it very much so is uh, Christianity um, is, is definitely a um, magical tradition, um, a combination of many traditions put together. I mean, everything has borrowed from each other and it, I, I love it. It's, um, you know, in its, in its purity, in its purity, you know, when people, everything's amazing in its purity. It's when you take something and you defile it, it becomes an abomination when you're like, you're designed to do this, but I'm going to make you do that. And Christianity has totally become an abomination. It, the, thing, the same thing that they're pointing at are the, is the very same, same thing that they've become and they don't see it. That's the thing where you feel like you've got it all figured out. So that's totally going on. Um, 
you know, you, you hear about devil and God and, and, and angels and demons and stuff. And, and Christianity is very much simplified it. And it's kind of cool, right? It's like, Hey, come, come whoever may like you, everyone can talk to God. You can pray. Everyone can do it. Right. But then again, you know, they say that, but then do another, but you got to do this, 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 and this. So the same thing, right. That, 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 changing of of such a thing um but as far as christian mystics are concerned um it's a growing a growing number of people that are returning to more of an ancient path of more of asking those deeper questions to um remember where they came from um remember or just simply reading the bible and then looking at american christianity or any recent Christianity and say, hey, this doesn't look anything like it. And they're finding uh, a lot of nuances within some of the terminologies and practices and meditation and um, breath. And I mean, so much beautiful spirituality within the Bible um, that even those Christians, the religious side would call demonic. So they're even fighting with the so-called Christian mystics, which are, I would say, pillars of even Christianity to begin with. Um, so there's a divide there. Religion is, as far as mainstream Christianity is concerned, is dying out for sure. Like they're losing their power. Um, people are awakening to love, to universal love, to, uh, conscious, uh, just unconditional love for all people. And the more time you really spend in that presence that I mentioned, where you close your eyes and nothing, you don't even exist anymore. There's no bills there. There's no jabs there is nothing exists there but you and your creator and bliss and love and the more you hang out in that and come out arrogant and mean and ready to fight it's like uh, i don't know if it's working right but the more time people spend in that they're like hey i don't i don't think i love the god who showed compassion and mercy on me would send anyone to hell like because i'm still not a good person right but he's going to send those people from hell because they didn't hear a message and we're starting to question things. Right. And that's, that's how, that's how you, um, uh, that's how you make progress, but the progress is beautiful, but it really is a return to the ancient path of the ancient, beautiful spirituality that Christianity, um, you know, the, the Hebrews of the Bible, all of those people were really deep, powerful, like you said, psychic mediums, seers, prophets, they worked magic. They commune with spirits. They followed the stars. They, man, these these people were highly elevated, and we've lost that, you know. Yeah, I love that. I appreciate that too. And there are a lot of people in the spiritualist community who suspect that Jesus himself was a medium. Now, I don't know. I wasn't there, and and a lot of Christians don't believe that. But I think that there's something to that. That. Um, Yes, of course, he's the son of God, so he has the direct line. But I think what's missed in the Bible is that all of us have a direct line. And some people think that's an abomination or an insult to Jesus or an insult to God. Like, yeah. who do you think you are? You're not, you weren't chosen for that. Mm -hmm. uh, only these, these are the chosen ones. And I think what gets missed is that we all have the connection and that, at least in my experience, again, I'm speaking as 
a person, as a normal person who figured out that she's a medium later in life and realized that this whole time I've been communicating with spirit and just didn't know it. I just attributed it all to my own thoughts. Yeah. Um, and there's so many things. I don't practice any kind of, uh, you know, witchcraft or anything like that. But I'd love to know if you can give some examples of what is examples of the of what is in the Bible, <laughs> of mysticism in the Bible. Anything that's everything. Yeah. And the more I'm digging daily, like I'm finding so much every day, you know, then that's just really where, you know, I, I'm turning new leads myself. I'm, I'm stepping into really uncharted territory that's scary, but it's awesome. It's yeah. awesome. It's been there the whole time, but we just couldn't see it because we were sold images. Mm -hmm. You're told, I, I'm even like today, I, I read about the witch of indoor. And so, um, there's this uh, uh, Bible verse everyone knows, uh, all the Christians know, it says, thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. And that means if there's any witches around you, kill them. That's what they think it means. And I'm like, it can't mean that. There's no way it can mean that, right? Um, so I go back and read it and, and, and break down the Greek and Hebrew or the original Hebrew used there. And it's like, don't let them live among you. But the idea of the image that what we think a witch or medium is, is not, it is what the Christians think it is. Mm -hmm. It's the devil worshiper. It's the, let's con, let's dig up a grave. And, and I mean, there's a lot of that. This is don't do that. Like, don't go kill an animal. So a God will come and speak to you. Like this is, this is anytime you hear those terms, uh, that's actually, um, um, necromancy, they're all used in a negative light. Uh, a medium is not somebody who's open to the spirit world. It's somebody who is dealing with familiar trickster spirits that's um, dealing with fallen evil spirits. Anytime that that word is used there, that's what it's, it means. But on, on the other hand, there's so many words that, that are for the good of dealing with the angelic of dealing with your ancestors and all of these that are from Genesis to Revelation, reincarnation, all of the stuff like Jesus being a medium, for sure. Like we have instances where Jesus would go off into uh, his prayer closet or on, in, in, on top of a mountain and he'd pray. There's certain, he was in sync with the moon, first of all. He was in tune with nature, which we're talking about somebody falling away, the, the fall of man we fell out of sync. We were in sync with the moon. We were in sync with the sun and in sync with the stars. And now we're out of sync and we don't know who we are. All of this, he understood. He went back to the place and he tapped into this place in, of, of who he was before he incarnated here. He remembered. And that's what gave him the power. And that's when he would go to pray. He would go off to himself. His teachers would appear to him. Moses and Elijah he took Peter, James, and John with them to the Mount of Transfiguration. He would always beckon them to stay up and pray, meditate with me, go into the trance state. This is where the power happens. It sounds very much similar to what we're doing now and all of these amazing meditation teachers coming out, but he would teach his disciples to do that and they would fall asleep. Like how many messages do you get from people say, I try to meditate, but I fall asleep. Listen, his disciples did the same thing, but he's saying, listen, tap in. Linger a little bit longer, train yourself, just do it. You'll get better. You'll get better. And eventually there's this sweet spot that you'll hit 
when the moon is right, when the stars align, that your ancestors will come and show themselves to you and bring knowledge and bring information. They hand you the torch and you take it to the next, the next phase. Jesus did that. They spoke with him in the dream state, not just him, but all of it. He was from a, his ancestors did that too. Like he was just next in line and it, the, the torch was passed to him. He took it and ran with it and he awakened the awakening. He awakened people around him to do the same. And he saw them and he remembered who they were. He saw greatness inside of them, the prostitutes. He saw greatness inside of them, the lepers, the people that were shunned from society because they were dirty, unclean, they were disease ridden. He saw potential in them. He saw them how God sees them. So when we're talking about tapping into mediumship, psychic abilities, or any of those things, where the Christians fall prey to that is because they've been showed, shown an image with words of even the term medium. So their mind immediately goes to something bad, but not knowing that a medium would be a, a, someone who is a bridge between the realms, which is what Jesus was. And he says he was the firstborn among many, that I want to raise up many more. Even Moses and, and the guys in the Old Testament said, I wish that all of you would be prophets. I wish that all of you would hear from heaven and speak out what you hear. To be apt and open, but you don't care. It's esoteric. It, it's a cult. It's weird. Yeah, because it's hidden. Nobody cares about this anymore. So especially the mainstream church, because they've got it all figured out. The moment you step into mystery, the moment you, you, you put down your pride, pride cometh before a fall, the fall of man, sin or whatever this is, pride, there was pride and arrogance and you did what you wasn't supposed to do and you fell and we continually do that. But the moment we move back in sync with nature, with ourselves through love, unconditional love, love without conditions, if you're a son or a daughter of God, he would never give up on you. Your, your father, mother would never give up on you, never wish evil or harm upon you. Maybe to teach you lessons, that's what, that's what happens. We go through trials and tribulations to learn, to be shaped and to be molded. Now we have compassion for people who wake up at 3.30 in the morning with beings in their room. Hey, I want to talk to you. I don't know what it is, but we can, um, I'll hold your hand and we'll explore it together. You know, this is what we're talking about, the, the psychics and the, and the mediums and the Bibles will call them prophets or seers or wise ones. Um, the Magi, the word is Magios, sorcerer. They'll say that kind of word too, sorcerer, you know, because there's a scripture in Revelation that says that the sorcerer, sorcerers won't in, inherit the kingdom. But again, it's talking about people who have taken that gift and used it for evil, used it to hurt people, used it to harm people, used it only for money and to take advantage of people. To, to, to sway people. That's what it's talking about because the same word is used with the three wise men that showed up to the birth of the Messiah who followed his star to the birth. They were astrologers. The three wise men, the word is magios or magi, magi, which means sorcerer or magician. They were stargazers, they were seers, they were prophets. These people were in tune. And they brought him what I'm burning right now, frankincense, myrrh, and gold, all things that are um, of high vibrational frequency, a gift that you would bring to a king or, or a prophet. They anointed him as a prophet. 
He was a king and a prophet, and he raised up kings and prophets under him, and he's still doing it today. He is the head of that, which is salvation, love, peace, joy, righteousness, in that order. It's in that, if you do it in this order, God is a God of decency and order. There are other orders too. Just, it's good or evil. You know somebody's being deceptive. You know if somebody's being wicked, their deeds show show it, right? Mm -hmm. So um, just returning to using spirituality, which is your, your birthright for good. That's all it means. And all of it's in there for good and for evil. It is. It's so well said. I think that what's so sad is that we have this divide, this religious divide. It's not all religious. There are a lot of other divides, but religion, politics, all of that divide us. When, when it comes to religion, it makes me sad because what I believe is that we all actually, all religions are pretty much based on the same concept. They're, the details are different. The interpretation is different. Mm -hmm. We all interpret it a bit differently. And I'm sure people from different religions would argue, well, no, no, that's not like my religion. And that's not because there are differences. Yeah. But the concept is that we all know there's something greater than us. We, well, some, well, that's not true. Actually, some of us don't know that or, or believe that. But in all religions, most religions are about there being a greater power and that we all come from this greater power. Now, who or what that thing is, that thing that we call God, I think is, is often up for debate. Is it this guy with a staff and a robe? Is it a, is it energy? So, um, but it's really unfortunate that I think we're all actually coming from the same place, but we get, there's so much division between just the different ideas and the yeah. different interpretations. And I like all of them. And, um, yeah, me too. And, and, and all of them, you know, uh, Christianity is up for a rude awakening, you know, cause it is, it is very much more like what you just said than what we've been told the old man in the sky. It's all, it's everything that you just mentioned. You know, it is, it is Greek mythology. It is, it is uh, Egyptian mythology. It is energy. It is consciousness. It is every, anything and everything that can, that it's in there. It's the crazy thing about it. It just depends on if you have the eyes to see that level of understanding, which most people can't. They, they just take it, you know, word for word. And I mean, as you should, I mean, if they tell you it means this, then who are you to question? Right. Once you start asking questions, then you start getting answers and you start finding out you'll see what happened to jesus he started asking questions and why aren't you guys like doing this you know they didn't like it and, and like it usually doesn't end in well and that's <laughs> that's what christianity is they're preaching and when you're preaching righteousness when you're preaching love and truth in in the face of adversity and where people are selfish and they say well it's better to give than to receive and you're you know these kind of concepts that like you know it goes against the uh the spirit of the age the spirit of the day like as far as the ruling majority you know we're taught to you know step on people's backs in order to get what we want and that is whatever satan is he is a proponent of that yeah and i also it's it, yeah it's used as a weapon which is really unfortunate because uh that that cliche 
God is love is true. That's what God is. And I interview near-death experiencers. And of course, they all have their different experiences. But the main theme across the board is love is all there is. God is love. Some see Jesus. And I believe in Jesus, too. I don't not believe in Jesus just because I'm, you know, not a Christian. But we just have different ideas of sort of sometimes of you know, who is he and what's his role? And I just say, I don't exactly, I, I don't know. Um, but I do believe that he exists as an entity, whatever that may mean. And, uh, but I think it, it is used as a weapon. And there's also this element of control that people have if, especially in the church, um, where if we're all just kept in line, nobody questions anything, the system stays as it is. And, and that's how that, that keeps order. Um, so, I would like to know your thoughts on why do you think that now so many people are awakening to spirituality or accepting it, accepting it more and more. Even myself, I was not always, I was agnostic most of my mm -hmm. life. and uh, But I'm noticing more and more people are, are very uh, open to the idea. And when I tell them what I do, they're like, oh, that's really cool. It's It's not this taboo thing anymore. It feels mm -hmm. like more and more people, maybe it's because I lived in LA most of my life, but I'd love to hear your thoughts about that and why now? Yeah, I mean, obviously the planets, we're going through some weird stuff and um, and they're not even hiding it anymore. Mm -hmm. And so it's making people ask questions. So it's not as, the, you know, if you ask the questions, you get the answers, but now you're, we're being forced to. Um, so that's making people think about death. It's make, you know what I'm saying? Because we're faced with it. You know, we, some of us, you know, have been thinking about it since we got here, you know what I'm saying? And so that's, we're just a step ahead of people now just, oh my God, I'm going to, listen, we think about it every day, <laughs> we yeah. deal with it, you know, that's why this life is precious. And that's why we choose love, because we know that this place is, and this flesh is temporary, you know. Um, so yeah, with everything that's going on, um, people who would never, you know, look into some of this stuff or, conspiracy stuff or QAnon, it's crazy, you know, stuff that, you know, was kind of fringe years ago is now mainstream or whatever. So it's making people quest ask questions and they're getting answers. Um, mm -hmm. And then we, we need to cope when, and, and we need hope. You know, that's the thing for religion and Christianity for sure. Like it's a religion of hope. I'm gonna give you a, a piece that when you do die or when your uncle does die, he's in a better place or unless he was a bad person, depending on the version of Christianity you ascribe to, you know, and there's fighting in that. But um, I think that because of what we're going through, it's making people ask those questions, but because of what we're going through, um, we're getting an upgrade because people are asking questions, because there was a, um, uh, the greater collective have been doing their own inner work. They've been forgiven themselves. They've been forgiven their inner, they're doing what Jesus said do, like reconcile the past, forgive others, forgive yourself to do this, to choose love. And then, and then things start happening. You start having encounters and stuff that that's happening because the heat is turned up. The, this is there's spiritual things happening. We are spiritual beings, and people know that. And um, I do think that the planet is having a global awakening, and and our ancestors, the the portals are wide open on many fronts. Uh, we're being attacked on every side, and with pressure, 
whatever is within you, it makes that stuff come out. So the people who are put here to do good things and to change the game, they know it's game time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're stepping up to the plate and they're dealing with their baggage or dealing with their stuff. They're forgiving, you know, all of that. Like you're not promised tomorrow. Okay. Do I want to pass away with, un- with the last conversation I had with my mom, we, we fought and haven't talked for years. Maybe I should clean that up. Maybe my enemies, maybe this, maybe my bank account. I got to get things in order. And once you do that, you become a conduit for this higher energy, higher frequency that we call God and the angels. But on the other side, if you choose hatred, if you choose bigotry, if you're race, if you're racist and you refuse to uh, to forgive and those things, you're stuck in the muck as and you're moving further away from the light. As we get this upgrade, you're that shadows cast itself a lot, a lot further. And what's within those people as pressure happens and what's coming, it's coming out. And interestingly enough, many of the people who we thought were Christians, the religious people are becoming very tooth and nail. They're, they're becoming very vicious and lashing out. They used to be able to, um, you know, ignore the new agers and the spiritual guys and, oh, that's witchcraft, stay away. Now they're having to like, try to attack because they know they're losing followers. They're losing people. People are leaving the churches in droves and leaning into love. And the Christian mystic thing is just, Hey, you ain't got to leave Christ. Yeah. Leave that. But you can listen, lean into Christ. Cause it's like you said, the, the you know, are you on our side or you're on that side? How about I'm on this side? I'm on everybody's side where well, you can't be. No, I am. I'm for everyone. I'm for love. I'm for the greater good. I'm not for sex and borders and all of these things. And and a lot of people are leaning into that. Even like I said, the Christian mystic thing, which is a growing movement and it's getting big and and uh, it's awesome, you know. But yeah, but people are having the awakening and there's just it's interesting to see like the little things fall off a little bit at a time, a little bit here, a little bit there. To be more inclusive, to be to be more loving, because. This religious programming goes deep, generations old. This stuff isn't new. It's programmed in us. And um, and we're the ones to step up to the plate and say, no, it stops with me. Uh, this generational curse stops with me. I'm not going to be racist. No, I'm not going to um, leave my family. I'm not going to become an alcoholic. Yeah, my grandfather was, my dad was, it took them out, but now it's my turn. The ball is in my court. And that energy is for you. It's for you. Get ready. It's in your court. What do you do? And then you have to become cognitive and say, no, I'm not doing that. And really respond and stand up. And that's how you face your demons. That's how you face your darkness. And now be, now, you get an upgrade personally. Yeah. And now if it's the majority's doing that, which is what's happening, you're ascending. Personal, conscious ascension. And now everyone on my street is doing it too. And they're, they're doing it. They're choosing love. And people I thought were racist are now like asking the black community to forgive them. You know, wow. We, you, you know, we used to have slaves. Like they used to be a thing. Like it was normal. It's not normal anymore. We don't, we don't tolerate that. We're, we're getting an upgrade. We're going through hard times. It's shifting, it's pressure, but in that the cream rises to the top. When you turn the fire up with, gold luminous beings which is what we are 
the impurities that are in you that's not supposed to be be there that's holding you down that's keeping you chained and, and tethered to things that don't matter like that stuff gets burned away so the bad guys who turn the heat up there's many bible stories that say listen you're trying to turn the heat up and kill these righteous people but you're going to be the one that suffers in the end because you're just you're trying to stop the process but you're speeding it up because you're turning the heat up trying to kill them because they won't die they won't burn but in so doing now they're just being being refined seven times over because you turn the fire up seven times greater. That's where we are. That's why all this is happening, in my opinion. Yeah, no, that resonates with me a lot too. I think, how do you think in these times, there's so much stress, so much stress for people. And how do we stay rooted in that spirituality, even when everything feels like it's blowing up around us and everybody, there's all this infighting and there is all this, uh, this isn't a word, disunity. There's just a feeling of on one hand, there's, I feel the unity. Ascension, yeah. Ascent, yeah, I just, yeah. I feel like there's, it can be difficult because you and I are here now and I can feel what we're saying. And and uh, I do the, medit I meditate, I do yoga and I, I, I sit with spirit every night. Then when you go out in the 3D, how can people stay? How do you, just yeah, from your that's perspective, all I get, yeah, stay that's grounded? All I, I mean, I'm not saying like you have the answer to everything, but yeah, for you, what do you stay, do to stay grounded in your spirituality or just your knowing of yourself? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, knowing that there's no such thing as yesterday. There's no such thing as tomorrow. So now when we're talking about spirits and reincarnation and who is here and energy, that's an, that's intensifies right but knowing that you only have this moment that's all we got right now the present moment to focus on that jesus says be anxious for nothing but don't worry don't even don't worry about anything but you don't know what they're doing you don't know they're doing this you know they they're doing it he said man don't worry about that don't worry just be anxious don't even worry about what you're going to eat don't worry about what you're going to wear man just be in the moment breathe breathe you're going through it you, you, this isn't the final destination. So for me, it's, it's to remember that, to breathe. And, and, you know, most of the spiritual practices are my, about mindfulness and breathing and being in the moment because I can feel if, see, not everybody knows what this feels like, but when, you, you, when, you, when you've been out of alignment, you know, most of us lived there for years, you know, but then when you come into alignment, Hey, this is good. Like things are working. I'm in sync with the unit. I'm in sync with the stars and with the sun and my diet's in sync. Things are working in my favor with little to no eat, to no effort. Um, and you get out of that. So to pay attention once you, and all you gotta do is be mindful, sit in the stillness, sit in the, in the quiet, um, and anything that tries to take you out of that, hold on. I want my peace back. You're not keeping it. No, I'm not letting you have it. And there's so many things that want your attention that want, that's a beautiful, that's a valuable piece of energy. Um, especially the, you know, the more influence that you have and, the, and all of that kind of stuff too. Like there's, I do believe in it, whether it's psychic vampires, energy vampires, or, or demonic fallen entities that, that leech off of people's energy. They want you out of alignment. They want you in fear. Um, Again, the news, there's a reason you turn the news on and it's nothing but fear, MDK, murder, death, kill, over and over and over again. They're not going to show you the little kid who 
took their light, their, their savings out the cookie jar and bought the old lady down the street something. They're not going to show you these beautiful stories. Every now and then they'll weave one in, but it doesn't get ratings. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't get ratings. And, and so they're, they're, they've, you know, taught the people and they appeal to that animalistic side of, of humanity, which we all have within us. Um, but whatever is pulling me out of that, I try to be aware of it and try to catch it as quick as I can. And it used to be months, years where I would be out of alignment. And now it's, it's, uh, it would, you know, go to weeks and then days and then moments. And then <laughs> I can't even do it if I try to self-sabotage and get out of it because, um, there's too much writing on it. Like I, I can even try, and oh, I, just, I don't feel worthy. I'm not worth it or whatever. I do something stupid or whatever. And it just doesn't matter. Like the forgiveness, the grace is like, we got you. And I know that I'm being guided and it's not just me. This is all of us. And, and the only thing that's different by me is I, be, I came in tune with it. It's there for everyone. Everyone has a, a, a great cloud of witnesses, the Bible calls them. And, and there's so much, we're here for this moment now. This is a special moment in in, in our lives and in, 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 in our generation and in, in history. I think that what we do, how we respond, how we love, how we hate, whatever, it's gonna, it's gonna carry weight. It's gonna echo into eternity. And, uh, and we'll be talking about these moments right now for a very long time. So leaning towards love and uh, staying in that. Again, if I, I'm not promised tomorrow, I never was promised tomorrow, but all these things happening are making you become mindful of it. Oh no, I didn't mean no, I, I didn't mean to offend you. No, I didn't really mean that. I, I love you. You know, I wanna we wanna we wanna course correct. We wanna make sure that, you know, we're not, you know, we, we want to leave this place a little bit better than we found it, you know. Yeah. So anything that shocks me, fear kind of stuff, um death, those kind of things, leaving before your appointed time, dying with your song in you, you know what I'm saying? That's a big deal to me. And um, so that that I know that I'm not going to serve my purpose and have beautiful or, or amazing things happen if I'm out of alignment, if I'm rude, if I'm um, causing people harm and, and I fall back into my old ways, like that represents a whole nother person that, that I'm not in. It's, I'm, I am that person, but I have the ability to go back, but I choose, I make a conscious decision that's the consciousness. That's the contemplation. Say, man, how am I doing? Like, check in with yourself. How am I doing? Dang. You know, where do you want to go? Goals, dreams, visions. Man, bring this stuff into alignment. We're powerful. We're powerful. They sold us a lie. And when we move back into that, we know that we're not victims anymore. We're victors. We have, there are more that are for us than those that are against. Even like right now, it looks like, you know, that dark, darkness is winning, uh, you know, all this kind of stuff. And people, it's easy to throw off hope and just give up, man. People are depressed right now and they've got us all jacked up, you know, but even more so to lean into the other side because there are more that are for us than those that are against us for sure. And I just, it's, I want people to, to experience it, you know, before they, before they, you know, transition the bliss, the love, like what is possible and the sad thing is there's a lot of people, people who won't. And I, I don't want that. I want everybody to, to live their bliss and know that they're loved and, 
and, and find God, find beauty in church, yes, but in the small things, you know, in the small, in a walk in the woods, in the simple thing of closing your eyes and taking a breath and saying thank you, like those powerful little moments. And those, that's what helps keep me in alignment. Yeah, uh, that it's very evident in what you post and what you share that that is, that is what you're all about. The fact that you want to share that with other people, which is why I do what I do too, coming from a background myself of addiction. Mm -hmm. um, and mine was uh, not drugs and alcohol. It was um, sex and love addiction, which is just as painful. But when I, you were just saying something that really resonated about how you look back and it's like a different person and a different life. And I feel the same way. I thought about it I think about it all the time about that person that I was that did these things that harmed mainly myself, but also other people that were not in alignment with my higher self, that were self-destructive, that hurt other people just because they were in my wake. They were, um, they were hurt just by virtue of loving me. I look back and I cannot, I mean, I can fully relate with that person because I lived it. And yet it's like, we're total, two totally different people. Yeah yet we're important parts of the same being and the same soul. Because without that, mm -hmm. if without the dark, there would be no light and there would be not as much appreciation of that light. And yeah. I can tell in what you do, I, I keep getting chills, um, that I think that's part of, I would love to hear from your, from your mouth, but I wanna say that that's sort of what's inspired me to do this podcast. This podcast was going to be recovery addiction themed, but then as, I dealt with uh, a vocal disorder and loss of my, my livelihood as a voice actor, I began to delve into the spirit, the spiritual realm to help me cope with the grief of, okay, now I can't really work the way I could before. So my point is, that's a big ramble, but my point is that I really can tell that I know, like, like me, I just wanted to come and share that, like, if I can do this, you can do this. If yeah. I you should have, I mean, there, I didn't want to live. There were so many times I didn't want to live. And I just want to keep sharing that there's hope when there's inspiration and that this isn't all there is. And all of these difficult things that happen, I don't want to minimize by saying it's for a reason, but it helps us to grow. Um, you gave so it a reason. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. That's beautiful. Perfectly said. Yeah. You said, you, you know, you say you think about it all the time and, and that's why you're not that anymore. Cause you, cause you think about it. It's those who are in it and they don't think about it. They don't contemplate. They don't, that contemplation is really key. It is a, it is a, um, it's from Genesis to revelation. It's the wrestling. It's the man, should I do it? Should I do it? Should I, it's what sin is yeah. of do like, should I do it? Should I steal that or no? Cause if you just walked, walked up and took it and, and didn't think twice about it, like there's forgiveness. There's, you didn't, he didn't know any better. Leave me, you know, but you like, hmm, premed, there's a difference between murder and premeditated murder. You planned it out. You planned for weeks that you were going to do it. The idea is you thought about it and you wrestled with it and you chose evil. Anyway, that's the idea of falling from grace. And now shame comes in and now yeah. guilt comes in and it has its place. Um, but you're not never meant to stay there, right? It's to show you a contrast. Because I know what it was like before I came here, before I fell into grief, before I fell from heaven, whatever we are, you know, it's the, it's the thinking. <laughs> and 
and it's uh it's very spiritual um because to <laughs> to think to contemplate to wrestle is to ask those questions and to show the the energy but whatever when you when you remember something and you put it back together you remember it it's a uh, the word remembrance is a it's actually it means a memorial for the dead it's it's an altar to, to build an altar and to remember something like even that side of you is it's dead that's what the idea of being born again is because that side of me that i hate it that just wants to self-indulge and uh, indulge and, and hates itself and hates everybody else and race listen it's dead you don't exist no more and then wants to come back and it's like no put you in the proper perspective thank you for what you showed me because now i see how beautiful and how marvelous the light is so what you think about you know what you focus on uh becomes real to you it shows itself to you any and everything all things are possible to them that believe the bible says so whatever you spend your time thinking about like you know the things I think about now aren't the things I used to think about. Uh, even just a couple months ago, like I used to, certain things used to keep me up at night, questions or checking scores on sports games or something. I'm just giving the example, but different things wake me up now. Different things keep me up because I'm thinking about them. I'm wrestling with them. What did that scripture mean? But in a good way of not, how can I use this against somebody? Like, how can I find the gold? How can I find beauty in this bad situation? We're in a jacked up situation right now. How can I look at this as a opportunity for alchemy? How can I turn this lead into gold? And, and, and the power that we have is it becomes what we call it. This is the apocalypse. It is. It's the apocalypse. Christians are freaking the F out. They're scared to death freaking out. It's the apocalypse. It is. It is the fulfillment of all of their prophecies in their holy books. And they're waiting, freaking out. It's the end. The Antichrist is here. All this. And it's true. And it becomes even more true when they speak about it. But the apocalypse just means the revealing. It just means the to pull the, the wool off of something. It really means a covering, a, a skin that's being revealed. We're, things are being revealed now. What is inside of you, because of the pressure, is being revealed. And it's and you're declaring, you're calling things, you're judging things. And we're supposed to judge, but you're not judging them like Christ would judge, which is through unconditional love. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. If they didn't know, if they do know better, listen, they're gonna get it. We're gonna root for them. We're gonna help them. I'm gonna walk with them. I'm gonna go pick them up. Like, blessed are you when you help somebody, like, learn the error of their ways, not just tell them and pronounce judgment, but go and show them. Like, that's what we are. We're, we're living epistles. Like, we're walking. You're the only Jesus some people are going to see. Like, whatever your spirituality is or whatever Jesus is, it's got to be in you because that's what it is. It's he lives. It's no longer I that live, but Christ lives in me. The old me is dead and gone. Now I'm a being of love and light. I'm awake. I know who I am. I'm recharged. I'm reborn. So that's about, that's what you, what you think about. Yep. It shows itself to you. It is, it's so powerful. Um, 
And it's just, it, it's been an evolution. You know, it says to delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. But you know what? When I, 20 years ago, that meant something different to me because the, the, the desires of my heart were different. You know, desire to be famous, desire to be right. It was a point that I want to be right. That's my desire. Give me, give me my desire. No, that's not my desire anymore. Because the more that you delight yourself in God, in beauty and in love, the more it changes the desires of your heart. As you delight in others and seeing God in others and seeing God in every, that's, and looking at the sun, I mean, everything is a blessing. Everything's a blessing. That's, 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 we have, we literally have the power of that God nature that is inside of each and every person. The creative force because everyone's made in the image and likeness of a creator God, that what you say, that thing becomes that. That's the most beautiful thing about, that's what Christianity is. It's really what it's built upon where um, Peter had, Peter saw Jesus as the Messiah, but before he goes to the cross, Peter and Jesus are talking. He's like, pulls him to the side. He's like, hey man, like, what, what are people saying about me? Who do they think I am? He's like, tell me. Well, you really some people think you're crazy. Some people think you're a prophet. Some people think that you are a reincarnation of Elijah. Like some people say this and that. He's like, okay, cool. Awesome. That's great. Who do you say I am? Me? Yeah. Who do you say I am? You're the Messiah. You're the promised one. You're the, we've been waiting on you. That's who you are. And he says, upon that revelation, I'm going to build my church. That you have to have a personal encounter. You like people say, whatever you say it becomes, people say, oh, truthfully, I don't read the Bible because the Bible is a book of manipulation and it's a book of rules and regulations and it's only there to control people. And, and God is saying this. I'm saying it. Yes and amen. Okay, it is. It is that. The Bible is a book of, it's a rule manual on slaves, how to treat your slaves. Okay. Yes and amen. Whatever you say it is, in your realm, in your reality, it becomes that. It's the most magical text on the planet. Yes and amen. It's it's a, a book, it's a love letter from the creator about how he'll move heaven and earth to get me back to the position that I fell from. And he's never going to give up on me. And he's never going to give up on you and anyone else. Yes and amen. It becomes that. And not just the Bible, I'm just, anything. What we're going through right now as a collective, what is it? Just listen. People will tell you what it is. Go, go to any website, TikTok, whatever. I mean, people are telling you what it is, but it, they're all right and none of them at the same time. That's the power of your imagination because you are the magi. You are the magician. Abracadabra. I speak as I create. It becomes what I say it is. That's what a, that's what a prophet is. A real prophet what I say it becomes, and I know that, so I'm gonna, I'm not gonna say nothing. You're trying to get me to speak on that. You're trying to get me to speak on this. Going back to your question a while ago, I'm not, I'm not worried about. No, I don't care about that. Like y'all figure that out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like you know, and and that that that's how this thing works. Everything is real and nothing at the same time. That's the power that we have to be able to pull that into this reality infinite possibilities so what do you do do you bring recklessness in do you bring chaos and confusion do you bring do you mistreat the homeless like what do you do 
What do you do? Do you blame God that there's bad stuff happening? You know, there's children dying of hunger. There's children dying of this and cancer and starvation and AIDS and all this kind of stuff. What do you do? You're going to blame. You can do something about it. It may not be much, but you could do something. And, 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 if, and if all of us step up, the collective can do something. That's what this thing is about, to take responsibility and say, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to, you know, but people think they're weak and powerless. We gave our power away. Once we, once we become illuminated with the light, light bearers, um, we understand how much power and creativity we have. And little things introduce us to that, the secret, meditation, mindfulness, these little, oh, wow, I just, I willed a parking spot. I got a raise. I, I said a prayer. It's the same thing. It's prayer. Prayer is, it's, this is incantation. You're asking the divine to intervene on your behalf, but it doesn't happen unless you speak it, unless you create it. You put your petition out there and you are, if, if only if you believe it. If you don't believe it, it don't work. The Bible tells you that. But once you speak it, then you move into alignment with it and you're ready to start shifting things in your life to receive it because you planted a seed into the universe that's that's going to take root. Once it goes into the matrix, into the blackness, it's going to die and it's going to germinate and something's going to come. Your words are seeds. Your thoughts are seeds. Your ideas, all of that. We are, we are in the image of, of God. And it's, yeah. it's a big responsibility. So yeah, that's awesome. Need, that's Christians need to know that you know, quit being mean to people. It's big yeah, deal. I know. I, I, you just talked about that in one of your recent posts as well. It reminds me of one of my favorite quotes, which is what you believe is what you will see for mm. one thing. Um, it, it's, it's all in the perception. And yeah. I also am super into manifesting. And so I find that even if you don't believe in the spiritual aspect of manifesting, even just putting your subconscious yeah. into that uh, into yep. a zone where you you see the good, you see the opportunity. And that's also why this podcast is called Magic is Real. Everything you just talked about is once you have that awareness and that remembrance of who you are and of God and of every day waking up to a world which is magical. That's why I named the podcast mm. this way, because once I got that, it was like every day was... Mary Poppins, like going yeah. into the chalk drawing every single day where I'm like, oh, we're in a matrix. Okay. This mm. is so much, this makes it so much more fun. <laughs> it makes it more fun, but it makes it more meaningful even when it isn't fun. And, yeah. uh, when I went into 12 step, I was, as I said, I wasn't really religious or spiritual. I just, I don't know. I would say agnostic, but it was in the practice of sitting my butt in the seat because I knew that it was that or I was going to end my life. Okay, let's just act as if. Let's act as if God is there. And I used to imagine God's hands, big hands holding me and just cradling me whenever I panic. And I'd be like, oh, okay, just say, let go and let God just say it and trust it. And slowly, slowly miracles started to happen in my life. The more that I just gave it over to God, um, the more that I said, all right, listen, I don't have control over anything. And that's why I've been so desperately clinging to my addictions because I'm terrified and have anxiety because I have no anchor because yeah. I realize that I have no control over anything. Anything can happen at any moment. And I'm constantly in a state of fight or flight. And finally, I just had to trust that there are these big giant loving hands around me that knows what's what it's doing. 
<laughs> and then I started to see that the more I released that control and gave it up to God, that as much as I made fun of all those ho hokey religious sayings, I, I now swear by let go and let God because I found that I watched it unfold for me and, and miracles began to happen to the point where I'd say, I can't pay my rent. I'm dirt. I'm just completely broke. God, I don't know how this is going to come through. And the next two days later, I had $20,000 mm -hmm. for, by a fluke thing that happened. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm not saying you had to learn, you had to learn, yeah. you know, this one thing at a time. You're like, Hey, is there something to that? Yeah. Cause I'm sure you were tested again, right? Something else happened and you couldn't pay it. And then and it I, happened again. And I was I freaked and it out again. over nothing. I freaked yes. out over nothing. Yep. That's exactly it. And it doesn't mean I don't still freak out from time to time, mm -hmm. especially as an artist, as you know, you can understand as we are just doing all these different things and everybody has to earn money. And there's this sort of instability in that mm -hmm. I wouldn't trade it. Yeah. But I think that as we do that, we start to see the, uh, how things unfold beautifully when you just trust and I'm actually getting trust tattooed on my wrist shortly mm. um, because it's my touchstone I want to look at that and say don't forget you don't have to worry you don't have mm -hmm. to worry um, and so I really would love to uh, just sort of to wrap up I like I said love your podcast the truth seeker podcast and I'm going to have links below to all of your stuff your music is fantastic I want everyone to check it out I'm going to talk with you to see if I can get a clip of it put in here for, I don't know if I can rip it or something, but uh, I really, really love your music. And I would love to know, you could kind of just what prompted you to start the podcast, but also, I don't know if the Instagram came first or the podcast, but what is your mission or what is it that led you into that type of work? And what is it that you hope to share? I know you've explained it, but yeah. Kind of elaborate on that. Yeah. Um, so the, the music uh, probably came first, right? Oh, it's, you know, my spiritual spirituality, spiritual awakening, or so Christian music came first as a Christian rapper, just solely Christian um, for years. And then as my studies started to evolve and my experiences started to evolve and I started to evolve and expand, um, I started incorporating that in my music and in my art. So that's kind of like, it started snowballing. So the music was there. Um, but as I was a truck driver, I was a truck driver for over 10 years. And um, I had long routes, like 14, 18 hour days sometimes. And I get in my truck at like three, four in the morning and I call a friend and we I talk for eight, nine hours. And then I call another friend on, on three way or once one dude hung up, I call another guy. And then eventually it was like, I'm always like the facilitator. I have like a gift to bring people together. So even on the phone of like, I want to talk to my friends. So I'm even I'm driving and I don't want to be here. I want to make the best of it, right? Even in that situation, um, I have like seven people on the phone at the same time. And we start calling each other on three-way and we have these big discussions and we talk about the Bible. We talk about spirituality and all of this stuff. And we pray for each other and have Bible studies and all of this stuff. And it's like, man, we need to record these, man, because then we go for like eight hours, you know, or more. And uh, some people, like, they'd be in their house and I'd be driving, doing my thing, passing the day, and they'd be on the phone with me all day, you know? And I was like, we need to record these because this was good. We're like people sharing testimonies and crazy stuff. So I was like, we need to 
put a radio show out and there was no podcast back then this was in 2010 so um started blog talk radio and we started doing the same thing just on there and then picking topics and stuff so i started back then listening to coast to coast am as my stuff got a little bit deeper and and um wanted to i'd listen to you know four that those episodes were like four hours on coast to coast and i listened to two or three of them and i full day and i'm interested in paranormal ghosts and all that stuff afterlife and then i could actually email those people and they would respond and i asked them if they'll come on my podcast so here's me just a young uh <laughs> seeker and i i wasn't the the best at speaking i still don't think i am but it was horrible back then of me trying to formulate a question to some of these people i really look up to and i stuttered really bad and it was just not good to listen to but they came on and did interviews with me and i'm talking to these greats jordan maxwell trisha mccannon like people who have dedicated their life to these certain studies and here i am with this little podcast and it was getting thousands of views and um it was just awesome to be able to like, I want to talk to that guy, email him and they would do it. I know how to do good graphic art and stuff like that back in the day before not everybody has Photoshop and Canva, not everybody's great, but it went a long way back in 2009, 10, early, you know? So that was the thing, um, being able to take that to that level, ask people questions, because I'm a student, I'm still a student. And so I, I genuinely like to connect and ask questions, but um, my avatar self, like who is listening, you know, that, that younger version of me is who I, uh, is who I, I always make sure I talk to that, that young man or young woman who's in the audience, who is going through this awakening. And right now, pff, zero to a hundred and yeah. it's not even their fault. Right. So to just give them some solace, let them know, Hey, everything's cool. Everything's cool. I know your pastor is weird i know they kicked you out i know you like to talk about aliens and they said aliens are demons and you don't believe that right these what i went through like i need to be that for somebody else because they're going through it and um and that's what i'm doing and i i can never forget where i came from the psychics and the warlocks and the, the stuff the christians laugh at like i get laughed at by the christians and stuff for doing that and they call me a witch and say i went back to the old they've been said that but um I, i'll never give up on those people and on top of that i'm in i am a bridge i'm not giving up on these church folks because they do yeah. a lot of them hold something beautiful there is a lot of them want something better a lot of them are taking that step towards love but they're just drowning in dogma they're drowning in fear but that little bit of love and that fire of god is still within them and that means there's hope so i would never want to abandon either side so if that makes me an outcast or somebody who's in the middle Listen, the messages and the emails that I get, it could have wrapped it up 20 years ago and it's all be worth it. But still yeah. daily, the people that are being touched and just knowing that they're not alone, that's little thing. The one thing that the church told us that we couldn't do is to come together and have a conversation. And that small thing is like setting people free, man. Letting people know that, listen, be you, you weirdo. You are weird. Like it's a badge of honor. I know they mean it like, hey, she's weird. Watch out for her. Like the, the definition of weird means supernatural and uncanny. Yeah, 
We're pretty strange. We're peculiar people is what the Bible says. So embrace your freak flag, man. Love Jesus, love aliens, love Jesus and mushrooms, love Buddha and Allah. It don't matter. Just as long as love is in the, in the mix of that, man, you, you, you're going to win. And, and that is God. And that's what makes us, makes us on the same team when we choose love, when we lean, lean into love. Amen, brother. That's why well, I love you. And that's why everything that you say resonates so much because I don't identify as, as you said, I'm not, I don't identify with a political party. I don't identify with uh, religion. However, it sounds corny and I, I would have rolled my eyes at this many years ago, but my religion is love and my religion is we are all one. That is mm -hmm. it. It's, it's that simple. And so I don't, I don't, if I am open to all opinions, all beliefs, as long as they come from a place of love, um, I, I'm curious, I want to learn more. And I love what you do for um, bringing on different, uh, having different discussions with different guests and sharing your own insight. As we said, no, I'm not a prof, I'm not a, like a guru, you're not a guru. We're just people sharing our experiences. And look, it is touching people. And I, I too get emails or, or text messages or whatever, just saying, this has helped me through a hard time or this was really interesting to me. And I, that's what we're doing. If yeah. you don't, it doesn't have to resonate with you, but it we will find our people and it will reach yeah. who it's meant to reach. So I want to thank you too, for being what we call a light worker, just putting, being of service to humanity simply by being yourself. Forget the fact that you're talented, forget the fact that you are um, making great music and you're, and you're doing a podcast just by being that beautiful human being that you are. And, showing love um is is means so much to humanity i think and and we just have to, it does matter so thank you for being here thank you for for being you and and having me and 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 doing what you do too because man it doesn't matter if everybody if you when you when you're in your bliss man whatever you're created to do when you find out that if you're created to love and hug people or man, it doesn't paint, draw, talk. You got the gift of gab, like whatever it is, man, when you find that and you're in it, like you're winning, you're winning. And, and when you root other people on to do that as well, it doesn't matter what they're doing. Like it's, it's awesome. So I appreciate anybody who's in their bliss and they know why they're here and we're still learning. <laughs> it's evolving, yeah. you know? So yeah, thank you for what you're doing and what you bring to the table as well. Sending you so much love and a big hug. This is an, a big awkward hug across the across the the country to your state. <laughs> Thanks again for being here.